People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Hello and uh, welcome to the show. How the devil are you all? Ahoy! Ahoy there! Okay, so today we will be talking about wraiths and rakes. And rakes. Because we started out looking at rakes, didn't we? But we didn't find too much on it. And the wraith itself is... Goes back. Well, you can find more of yeah, the rape than can the rape. And it's vaguely similar. Yeah, vaguely well, similar. It is similar to me. I think it's similar. So, before we get into that, let's have a look at this week's reviews. So, we've got a review from Australia. And again, like I say, if you leave us an iTunes review, if you can let us know that you've left it and which country you've left it in, yep. then it helps us to find it because physically I have to go onto iTunes and physically change the. The, uh, there's a little thing in the corner which changes the country of the iTunes, so America, uh, UK, yep. Australia, or whatever. And I have to literally flip through them to see from other countries. So there's one here from September. Uh, this is in Australia. And it says um, it's from Oz Rock and Roller. Hello, Oz Rock and Roller. And it said, informative and captivating. He said, listen to the alien abduction and the Polygeist episode. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be checking out the other episodes too. Well researched, God banner. Uh, between the house, uh, what's it say? And engage. I can't read. It's gone off the screen there. And engaging. Listen. Well done. Well done. So that's my best Australian ac- yeah. accent, just for you, sir. So thank you very much for that. Thank you very much. And we did have. I'm not even trying. To we help. did have a UK review this week, and that was from. Well, this is a review from Jacko, 1980. Uh, he says, I stumbled across this podcast via another one. Totally glad I did. Really informative and great to hear British Northern voices discussing all things paranormal. Also a hint of good humour in with it. Currently listening through back episodes like a fat kid scoffing free cake. In fact, I can say that. Okay. <laughs> Keep up the good work, lads. Yes, we will. Thank you, uh, Jacko. Yeah, that's funny. And I did post that one to the hangout because that one was in the UK, so I could find that one easy. Yeah. So, yeah, again, if you can leave us a review, please, please do. Please. If, uh, very, very, very important. If to us. not, just share the show everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so, getting on to Patreon, uh, we, did we have any people sign a pledge to us this week no we had the we didn't but we did have uh, Raymond upped his uh, offerings thank you very much Raymond so, uh, much yeah, thank you very much for that okay so on with the show so I thought we'd start with a little bit of a description of Rake and Rafe um, obviously Rafe is more of a ghost it's like um, obviously it's a Scottish word Rafe is the Scottish word for a ghost. ghost correct um, but he moves into Different categories. He moves into like doppelganger, you know, the fetch and uh, Gaelic and Celtic folklore. So, as a description, then he's mostly what he's mostly. I mean, on occasion you'll see him just made of smoke. Yep. Well, again, he's you know definitely etheric, so he can move between. You know, he can be physical, and then he can be 
non-physical. Yeah. He can go through walls, and then he but then but he what, can sit in your bed, have physical presence. What's the description of him, though? Well, again, I think it depends on the person who sees him. Mm. You know, you could see him as a monster. Someone could see him as a, a kind of a zombie-like creature. And the one could see him as just a normal human being. Mm. It depends well, whatever he wants to present himself to that person. Most describe him as uh, looking like, if you're familiar, most people are familiar with the Grim Reaper. Yeah. So the Wraith is generally depicted as a Grim Reaper. Uh, there's a little. You mean an omen of death? Yeah, well, you come here, no man, and death. But there's, uh, the, uh, there is a little uh, side note to that, which I'll get into in a little bit. But yeah, he's, he's just, so he's this, this skeletal figure, yeah, a yeah, human sort yeah. of shape, uh, wearing a, a, a robe or a shroud, right? Could this be also? Could we put the Hat Man also in this category? No, as well? that's that's pure shadow, isn't it? Right. So well, with the Wraith is a shadow and physical as well. No, I don't think he's necessarily a shadow. As he's normally, like I say, a skeleton, or he's. Smoke, yeah, okay. Well, again, it's, I think it's uh, shadows like sucking on light, it's totally different, isn't yeah. It? But, but it, the other thing, obviously, the rake, the rake sometimes, like, um, again, it pops up in loads of games, like you know, Resident Evil, this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Is this like bald, human looking creature, occasionally has glowing eyes, yeah. uh, and it tends to crawl about. And essentially, if you imagine the Grim Reaper without his, without his shroud on, it's a similar sort of being. Well, yeah. uh, again, I think it's just there to, again, suck, well, again, we, 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 we've researched a little bit on the Wraith, and again, it's a entity or discarnate entity, my view, uh, that wants to suck your energy. Yeah. It's a energy-sucking entity. Yeah, absolutely. I think... Um, but the, I think the only thing that will feed on is negative or dark energy. Yeah, well, I've got a story that um, sort of, Bears that out a little bit, which I'll go into in okay. a minute. But I mean, this creature can be seen anywhere. It's, it's not, you know, it's not it's just an English thing. It's not. It's, it's pretty much. I know. I know the wraith. The word itself is Scottish, but this creature can be seen everywhere. I mean, everyone knows the Grim Reaper, so yeah. it, you know. So it just shows you how far ranging this this being is. But sightings again. Sightings are few and far between. Um, and again, a couple of stories, well, a story I'm going to go into in a minute. In Scottish folklore, if you see yourself, so we say doppelganger, okay? Yep. But if you see yourself, that's a wraith. Okay, so I think there's a little bit of a difference between a wraith and a rake. I think the wraith tends to be, apart from when it's the Grim Reaper form, generally it, it, it looks like someone. So you could say it's the ghost of someone, although generally if it's a doppelganger, you see it before it dies, so... That mm, don't quite yeah, make sense. No, but, but then the rake, I would say the rake's never been a, a person. I think the rake is more of a a physical being on its own, or, you know, a, a creature on its own, mm. rather than the soul of anybody like that. Because it's not, this is not, you know, the ghost of Aunt Merrill, is it? This is... <laughs> well, no. This is, you know, something different. But we've had, uh, I mean, I've run into stories about the rake, you know, being actually physical on the ground, and it had physical weight, and it was there. And then we've had other stories or, you know, other sightings of it being just here and there, mm. you know, non-physical. So before I get into that little story, then I, I thought we'd do a, a story from Connie sent us a story. OK. OK, she says that she's always had uh, child experiences, you know, with the paranormal it started at an early age and yep. it's still ongoing today and she said this happened just a couple of weeks ago 
She said she woke up and uh, because something was pulling her leg. That's not a joke. No. I had a kind of, I kind of got to the point where I opened my eyes, made sure nobody was there, moved my leg and went back to sleep. I've watched the hooded robe figure move out of the wall and walk through a half wall and walk like he was going downstairs. So again, he's replaying some sort of motion with, you know, the house has obviously changed over the years. Yep. And, you know, it's still ghosts do that, don't they? Well, it also can be residual as well. I, I've brought a ghost home from a bed and breakfast and I could feel him in the car with us. I got home, my two little girls come screaming down the stairs saying that there was a man hovering over their bed. But the scariest moment came when I was 17 and I walked upstairs through a dark hallway and had to use the bathroom. I had my fingers on my jeans buttons and when I looked down the dark bathroom, there in the room, framed out in the light of the window, stood a horned beast with a staff. I ran down the stairs and tried to crawl under my bed. So she crawled under her bed and shouted for her dad who was sitting in a chair watching TV. For the next 30 years, I never looked into the darkness. I kept my eyes closed and felt around for the light switches. I am braver now, but I still wonder what I saw. A horned beast with a staff. Again, it's what the person uh, perceives. Again, I'm going back to my childhood and I I couldn't understand some of the, you know, all you bring them back. When you when you're psychic, when you've got this, and, and everybody's got it built in, not just me, everybody's got it. He's, you know, everybody's born with it. Um, when you're really, really psychic, and you know, a green light comes on, mm. and the spirits come in, and they know you can, they can talk to you, interact with you, and they'll do anything to get your attention. Um, so, I mean, when I was young, they they used to come into my bedroom and pull my, trying to put my sheets off bed, and tell Tom to go away. You know, so yeah, maybe. Yeah. Again, this beast with one horned beast and the staff, it could have been maybe what she perceived, you know, but it might have been just a another human being. But again, it, it depends what that person perceived. But again, I understand, you know, where that where that's coming from because it's very, very, very frightening. Very frightening. Absolutely. And if you've got a story you want to share with us, just send it to dbtopodcast at gmail.com Absolutely. or reach us via Facebook. Right, so you've mentioned a few things really about the Wraith and its origins uh, or what conjures it up, this kind of thing. Moving more into the magic kind of, of course, sphere. Yeah. And i got a story here, <clears throat> and this is about the poet, a Percy Bashir Shelley, I think his name Shelley, is. Shelley, yeah. And he later on, he goes on to marry the, the Mary Shelley, who, who writes Frankenstein. But back in the early 1800s, okay, at this time he's just a poet, he's a political radical... He's a pamphleter. He's 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 pretty much. But he, he he's really really into the paranormal, isn't he? He's, he's into, into the, the occult. Which, he's obsessed with the occult which, from a very very young age, and even to the point of being when he was sixteen, he used to try and conjure up these things. Yeah, uh, Bob. Um, and to scare really to scare his little scare sister. People. And occult uh, listeners, by the way, all it means is hidden. There's nothing evil or devilish about the word occult. No, all it means is hidden. Yeah, bringing things that are from the invisible into the visible, yeah. essentially. so it's not really an evil... You know, if someone says to you, oh, he's been into your cult, and you think, oh, he's a devil web. No, it just means hidden, that's all. Yeah, well, depends... But, what, I mean, well, yeah. it depends on the person, of course. What's it like? Yeah. And, you know, I don't think you've got necessarily control... I mean, this is a different subject, I know, but I, I'm not, not sure if you've really got control of what you're conjuring up. Um, I agree. I think sometimes you open things and it, this is the same with a Ouija board. You always this, hear stories yeah, don't you, where people you know, yeah. do it for fun and then something happens. And 
It's a similar sort of, of course uh, it's, yeah, it, thing. It's not a game. It's not a parlor game. It's, so, it's very, very real and very dangerous. <clears> if like you don't know what you're doing. It was very strange, like I say, because he was obsessed with the occult at a lo- young age. And like I say, he used to do these things. And he got his sister and him used to adorn clothes to look like certain people as like um, like a conjuring spirit yeah. um, to do things to those people. Then he got his sister involved in this, although she says that he used to scare her quite a lot. You know, well, yeah, He was conjuring up things, trying to scare her. But... The other thing he used to like to do is go on moonlit walks in the middle of the night, midnight. And this is when he was a kid, yeah? So, again, and that crops up later on. But he was 16, he was at Eton, and uh, a member of staff found him sitting in a circle of blue flames trying to conjure up Beelzebub. Yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Apparently it didn't work. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't didn't work. quite work. But what all this did, like, and and again, like you mentioned earlier about the Wraith feeding on the negative. Yeah. Uh, whenever he had issues and that, and he'd turn into your cult and all the rest of it, he'd start doing this uh, sleepwalking uh, in the middle of, you know, obviously when he's asleep in, in the middle of the night. Uh, and then he starts seeing beings and stuff like this. So it's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy at this point. Be careful uh, what you wish for. Indeed. So he tells this guy, uh, Thomas Jefferson Hogg, that he went out on a midnight walk. Uh, and then you know, he's been conjuring. He's been. He went out on a midnight walk, and he said he was sure the devil was following him. He mm. could hear him coming through the grass, tearing yep. around, wondering there. Um, but he was convinced that there was some being following him around. He makes reference to this in one of his poems, apparently, where he he said like, "There's him and three. You know, he's he's not one. He's three almost. There's more of him." And again, we're going to this doppelganger later yep. on. So we move on to 1813. Okay, and he's married to his first wife, Harriet. And they moved to Wales, uh, North Wales, in a place called, I think it's called Tirmadoc. Does that sound right to you? Right. God, I don't know. But, no, um, I'm, not, I'm not good at Welsh, mate. No. So anyway, I hope I don't offend anybody. No, no, no. We, we love the Welsh. Yes, well, so, but I'm great, uh, I'm great at butchering names. butchering names. But anyway, yeah. he, uh, he, he he was a bit, like I say, he was a bit of a sort, and he antagonises all his no, neighbours. So he moves in, antagonises all the neighbours. And he got under the skin of one particular guy called uh, Robert Lisa, who was the, basically a, a rich landowner. Really didn't like the guy. To the effect that on 26th of February, February, there was a storm, perfect storm, you might say, where an intruder breaks into his house and fires two shots, trying to kill Shelley. Yep. Um, didn't kill him, didn't miss, hit him even. So later on that night, same night, the intruder comes back and fires a couple more shots into him. Again, missed him again, didn't kill him. Now... Some people say it never happened. Some people say it did happen, and it was this Robert guy, right? Because everybody knew that he hated him, um, with good reason apparently. But a lot of people thought it was just Shelley was delusional. Um, like I say, people seen him going on his midnight walks yeah, yeah. and talking about spirits, and so you can. So we'll never. I guess we'll never know. But it doesn't sound like it happened really. And I don't think this Robert, by all the people, testimony of the people that knew this Robert said that's out of his character, kind of thing. So. But he was obsessed with him, right? Right. And he, it didn't matter where Shelley went, he said that Leeson was following him. So he'd go to London, he'd go all over the country, and it's say he'd seen him. Now, whether this is a doppelganger, right. or because the, the guy himself, it was impossible for the guy to have moved because people knew him, said he'd know he was here the whole yeah. time. So it definitely wasn't him. Whether it was a doppelganger or it was his imagination, again, it's hard to say. But when you're dabbling in this stuff, yep, you can see that in his writings, he had an internal struggle. Um, I mean, we might call it bipolar today. I'm not sure if that's what he's suffering with, but it, it sounds similar. 
definitely um, mental issues. Or schizophrenia, maybe the other, yeah, the other thing. Okay. okay, but even in his writings and his journals and letters that you know are still about, he talk about this uh, himself as a, having a doubleness of his own nature. Okay, so or an anti self or a dark anti self. So he'd say, you know, there's me and there's this other being. Whether it's no, I mean, Again, if you're talking about the the dark. Into that occult, then obviously you're, you're talking of a something that's attached him, attached itself to him. Mm. I mean, he said this being that was attached to him, like you say, was starting from himself as like the company of friends, almost like it was wanting to be with. It, it, there was like a mutual thing going on. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, that's the way it, it, it sticks onto it. It's like a so we, limpet on a rock. You know. Again, you know, so again, we're, t- we're talking about this negative uh, yes. energy, okay? So in 1822, at this point, he's married to his second wife, Mary. Okay, so they moved to the Liguria coast, which I'm reliably informed is in Italy, uh, on the, the river. Riviera. Uh, with, it's nice to have money in them days, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, indeed. Uh, with two friends, that was uh, Jane and Edward w- uh, Williams, okay? Buying his house and living in his house. Now, Mary herself said she got... A presence, a foreboding uh, feeling. Uh, she almost had, a, she had like a pr- sort of premonition of sorts, yep. uh, of impending horror. Um, and at this point, the marriage was on the rocks. Okay, again, like I say, he was putting on a brave face. To all, uh, by all accounts, everybody thought that he was doing all right, and he was, he was really happy to be where he was. So yep. that you know, that was masking some of it. But obviously, internally, there was a bit of a struggle going on again because he starts going back into his old patterns of sleepwalking, yep. seeing apparitions. Uh, even to one point, he was there was having dinner out on the terrace uh, overlooking the sea there, and he saw a child pop up, naked child pop out of the sea, hands clasped together, you know, help me. And he, he pointed out to him, no one else could see it. So again, you know, he's, he's he's falling back into these ways. He did have a couple of other premonitions himself. One was that he would see uh, the Williams couple covered in blood. Yep. Uh, which again, you know, if you're living with this guy and he's telling you this, it's probably time to, to move. And he also saw a figure standing over Mary. And when he uh, looked in his dream, like he looked at this figure, it was himself. Right. So he's seeing himself again, this doppelganger. And again, with a wraith, this, this crops up. And it's generally said that with the, with the wraith folklore, that if you see the doppelganger, if you see yourself, it's a little bit different to the banshee. Because the banshee is like, if you hear the banshee, someone in your family is going to die. Not yep. necessarily you, yep. but someone close to you. Whereas... The Scottish version of the Wraith, if you see the doppelganger, nine times out of ten, it's you Yeah, that's going to die. Or if you see the Wraith itself. Um, so again, you know, we, we go back to this folklore of this omen of death. But he has this premonition. And um, a few days before these premonitions, they actually saw a doppelganger of himself. Right, okay. okay. In the, he said it was daylight, he was in the garden... This man walked over to him and he knew, recognized him straight away. He recognized himself. And he said, how long he meant to be content? So we asked him, basically, how long he meant to be content? Um, so I guess he said, how long do you, do you want to be content? So, again, it's a strange thing to say. But after his death, after Shelley died, Mary wrote to a friend saying that it sounds crazy. This all sounds crazy, okay? So you can imagine her situation. So she's yep. writing to this friend saying, look, I know this sounds crazy. But um, Jane Williams, she actually saw a doppelganger Ooh. of him, yeah. of Shelley. So it's not just him making it up. 
other people are seeing this thing. And this happened to her. She she happened to be uh, at the window at the, the villa. And she looks out the window to see him walk past. And again, she said, he won't wear a coat, won't wear a hat, which was unusual. But he just walked past the window. And she thought nothing of it. She carried on. And then he walked past again. But the problem was he'd walked past from left to right both times. Yep. So he hadn't gone back past the window to go back again. Now, the problem with that is, is the only way you can get round was via travelling over a 20-foot tall wall. Ooh. Or a cliff face, if you like. She was pretty convinced that he hasn't gone round there. So at that point, she was yeah, maybe yeah. saying, "Hang on, maybe there is something to this." So she saw this death now again. Remember, going back to this folklore, if you see the if you see the doppelganger, means you're gonna die. So we we go forward a month or so, and um, Williams, the Williams and Shelley die in a boat crash. Right, uh, with the drowned at sea. On the same night that one of Shelley's friends, a lady, Mount Mount Cashel, I think her name was, she dreamt, okay, that she saw him, his face, he came to her, she said he was pale, melancholy, and he basically said mournfully, I shall never eat more. Mm. So make it that way, you will. Because reading what happened when the bodies were found, I don't know if... Oh, it, it sounds like he was saying... Because, uh, let me explain. His body was found ten days later... And they identified it by his books that he had in his pocket right. and the clothes that he's wearing because his face and his hands had been bitten off, chewed off right. by fish or whatever. So when it when them words when she said he said those words, I shall never eat more, you know, makes me think, was he saying though he knew he was gonna he was dying or you know, his hands have been chewed off so he can't eat no more, his face mm-hmm. is gone. I don't know, but it's just a strange thing, but again, it's this, it's this, it's harping back to this folklore that if you see the wraith, the doppelganger, then it te- tends to foretell your, again, going back to this omen of death, it foretells your. I don't believe in the omen of death. I don't. Uh, wraith again. I think it's again. I think with Shelley, um, he dabbled into something he should have kept away from. He didn't mm. understand what he was doing, and he got attached to by a. Uh, an, a lower astral realm entity, very naughty one, and uh, I'll see it, it, that you know. Once they they want to you, they can uh, put thought thoughts in your head. You know, they can make you go nuts. But that's what they want anyway. Just go mad anyway. I don't believe they're the omens of death. I think um, they can put into thoughts. You know, they can come to you as, as a man or as a zombie. As anything they want. A doppelganger again is you know is, is you because you know we maybe just to do another show on this. But there are other yous elsewhere. Yeah. We know we've talked about it before, haven't we? Again, this is another, another show. Uh, there are other yous. See, I, I, I get a different feeling with this than the than the average doppelganger. I get why this. would a why would a doppelganger of you come and you know that and that, that would cause your death? Mm. I don't see the. Well, that's what I mean. It, uh, why would it? It's presenting itself as you. Yeah, but if you're going to die, you're going to go anyway. Why present something for you when you're going to when you're going to go? You're going to pass over anyway. You're going to go. Maybe go. it's maybe it's some sort of being that maybe it's taking over your your essence. You know what I mean? It so can. It's, 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 it's impossible. Be, it's becoming you, uh, unless unless you uh, kind of invite it in. If mm. you don't invite it in, it can't come in. Well, if you do see a wraith, yeah, uh, and it's the it's the Grim Reaper esque one, the folklore says that. Depending on where his hood is, Ooh. it tells you how long you've got to live. So if his hood's down, and he's just a, he's just a skull. Then you've got a while, okay? Yes. Not not too long. We're only talking no. a few months or so, but 
but you know, um, yeah, don't get your ropes up. But obviously, if it's if it's covered, if his face is covered, yep. like the traditional Grim Reaper, that means you you may as well pack a bag because well, it's uh, time to go. Time, time to go. Time to go. I'm just going to another classroom. No problem. So, but that you know, again, the race to me and the 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 rake and the race, the, the, I think the, the, the same being, same entity. Mm. Well, another story from Scotland about a wraith, and this is the handless wraith. Mm. Okay, this takes place in, how do you say this, Scottish name? Nairn. Nairn. In, uh, and this takes place in Ritz Castle, uh, Ritz Castle, which is an 800-year-old now castle. It's obviously in ruins at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, but this obviously took place when the castle was in its glorious, glorious self, but... The castle itself, like I say, is 800 years old and it was built by Norman knights, apparently. There was a, a struggle, if you like, a land struggle uh, between two clans, the Macintosh clan and the Cummins clan. Right. Um, Cummins now, back in the day, there was called Dirit, which is where the castle gets its name from. Yep. That was their Norman name, if you like. It was the fourth chief of the Macintosh tribe or clan who was the first occupant of the castle. Okay, so back then it was called Macintosh Castle, okay? Yep. Um, so he didn't move into the Reed, Ca- the Reed Castle, you know. He actually moved into the castle and called it after his own people. But he was granted the the land in the 13th century. And after he died, his son took possession of the castle. But when he died in 1274, his son uh, at the time was very young. So he was the next heir, okay. but he was very young. So at this time, the Cunninghams, as it as later became known, decided it was time to take control, take this back, you yep. know, and get this castle for themselves. So that's what they did. So they seized the castle, they seized a lot of the holdings of the Macintoshes, and uh, obviously you can imagine that this led to an even bigger feud, okay? Of course. Between the two clans. Now, the Macintosh clan fought on the side of Robert the Bruce. Right. Okay. And the Cumberlands fought on the side of, was it Edward? I think it was Edward I, was it? I'm not sure. Not sure, but I think it was, so, or whatever. They fought for side of England, essentially. Right. And obviously, we all know that in uh, 1305, Robert the Bruce won the war. <laughs> we don't like well to, done, Robert. We, we don't like to talk to him too much about him. But it's actually an interesting story, Robert the Bruce, isn't it? But uh, he obviously won, got rid of the English, time to fucking do one. Yep. And uh, at this point, the Macintosh thought, well, we're going to get our castle back because we've won. Yeah. Uh, so he, he he comes to Robert and he says, look, um, or, well, he puts his claim forward. He says, you know, this is my land Ooh. and I want it back. Anyway, the Cummins, Cummins basically just said, fuck off. We're not moving. Yeah. They've got the castle. You get us out of here. So obviously, again, struggle, love struggle, love struggle. Feud. Yeah. Now, this rift between the two families lasted from... This was 1305, lasted right up to 1424. Okay, so there's always that, you know. Yeah. That was always there. 1424, the Cumnans decided to hang a few of the Macintosh men. And again, this this really stoked the fire. Yep. Then obviously there was retaliation after retaliation after retaliation. Until the point where the Cumnan clan leader decided he would hatch a cunning plan. <laughs> Again, those familiar with the Game of Thrones series, uh, fantastic series, and uh, we'll probably see a similarity between the show and yep. what happens here. Because he, he decides that, in his wisdom, he's going to tell the Macintosh clan 
look, we've been bickering for a long time now. Yep. Let's 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 bury the hatchet. Come over to my place. We'll have a big feast, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll 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 sort this out. Bury the hatchet. So they do. So they decide they'll come over. But what Mister uh, Cunningham's done realized is that his daughter was secretly seeing one of the Macintosh fellows. Oh, oh dear, indeed. Yeah. So all fair in love and war. Well, they used to apparently the two. The young couple used to meet at this certain location, yeah. and she went there, and she couldn't see him because uh, he was behind us. Yeah. There was a rock there, and he was behind us, the other side of the rock. So she got there. She said, "What am I going to do? Because there's going to, yeah, this is going to happen, and they're going to kill them all." Because that was the plan. See, they was going to kill them all when they got there. Yeah, they was going to kill them. So she says, um, "What am I going to do?" Anyway, he, uh, she couldn't see him, so she just, just went back home. And obviously, he was the other side of the rock. He heard it all. Went back, told his people. So what they decided to do is uh, not go to the party. Yep. No, of course they didn't. You know, they fucking went to the party. Yeah, of course it, you do, you yeah, know what I mean? Because you get told, yeah, oh yeah, if you go there, they're going to kill you. Oh, you're right, let's go. Yeah. So they did. So, But they took knives with them. So they all went with knives. And the signal was meant to be, now there's a little bit of conjecture about what the signal was meant to be, but uh, some people say it was when the, the head, the hog's head or whatever came in, you know, at the end, yeah. you know, hey, boy, that comes in. Other people said it was the toast because they was going to do a toast for the forgotten, uh, yeah. for the dead. Yeah. You no, know, because obviously these clans have been fighting for a long while. And it, anyway, whatever happened, there was uh, the toast happened, and then a big melee broke out, and it was sort of a fifty-fifty battle, uh, which you'd imagine because there's a lot of people in the room. Now, Mister Cunningham obviously decided that his daughter must have told Ooh. told them. It's the only way they could have known. So he runs up there to her bedroom. She lives in the tower, so her bedroom is in the tower. Now the only escape for her, and you know what these towers and castles are like, was a window. Well, like Rapunzel. Like yeah, down well, yeah. So she, window, she, window. she runs to the window. Yeah. Unfortunately for her, she didn't have much air. So she oh decided to hang and drop. She hangs out the window and realises it's quite a ways down. Just a bit. Yeah. So her dad came to the window and she, she pleaded with him, you know, said, I didn't realise that. Anyway, he, he wasn't having any of it. So he just brought a, his sword down on her hands, cut her hands off. <laughs> no, so she fell to her death. Um Hence the handless wraith. She is apparently she was seen uh, for quite a while after that, and the the family's moved out out of the castle. So I don't know Ooh. if it was because of the because of what had happened or because of the ghost, but the castle is like say now it's in disrepair. Yeah, and um, there's a conservation group set up to restore it back to its former glory because yeah. obviously. You know, it's usually the national trust, isn't it? Yeah, that brings well, it's it up like and... well, it's an independent one as well, but they want to get it built back. That's the story of the handless reef. Yeah, yeah definitely. No hands. Again, you know, when people see her, they see her. So I'm not sure why that... I mean, again, the Scottish word for ghost is wraith, so we could just be looking at a... Spirit. Yeah, a handless ghost, we call it in England. Okay. Discarnate entity. But, um, okay, so we'll do the paranormal news now. Yep. And then we'll... After the paranormal news, we've got a couple of things to look at. We've got some fo- a phone call to look at. Yeah, this is a... Creepy, but it's got to be listened to. Yeah, <laughs> and then we, uh, and I thought we might finish. And it's some... real. It's a real telephone call, by the way. It's not made up. Yeah, it's a nine one one. It's a nine one one call. So, now I thought we might look into some ways of uh, if you do come face to face with rave, maybe yeah. Yeah, maybe definitely. ways to kill it. Yeah, so. or kill it, or send it away, or keep it away from you, which is okay. So, paranormal news. Okay.
welcome to another installment of the Paranormal News, broadcasting to you from places unknown, bringing you the top three paranormal headlines of the week. Five, four, three, two, one... Number three. Right, from the mirror. Bloke records horrifying clip of alien outside his house. In the clip, which will be on the hangout, by the way, the cameraman explains how he found handprints on his door the previous day. As a result, he left some bait outside his house and set up a security camera and tried to find out what animal could be doing it. But he says hand, handprints, not paw prints. Handprints. Yeah, mm-hmm. it means paw prints. Obviously, if if I found handprints on my door, I'm not leaving bait outside. Ooh, no, Unless, no. You know. Anyway, the point is, uh, but to his horror, when he reviewed when he viewed the footage, no animal was present. Instead, he acknowledged some type of light anomaly. It's gotta be an alien. It's gotta be. The recording appears to show some kind of glowing white light. He goes on to explain that in the in the area is the woods. There is nothing behind it. No city, no lights, nothing. The man also showed a clip before the motion sensor was tripped. That does not display the phenomenon. Dun, dun. No, don't go in. Don't go into that. Don't again. go there, mate. Don't go there. Don't go there. The video was uploaded to YouTube channel Seamus Black on set on Saturday. With the title, New Paranormal Evidence, Second Day in a Row, Alien Ghost, question mark, question mark. The footage comes in addition to previous video, videos surrounding the handprints the man had found on his door the day before. This discovery comes after it was reported that a UFO had been spotted in the skies above Mexico. Uh, and earlier in the day, video emerged of an apparent UFO interfering with live news broadcasts. So doesn't it say alien use gloves then? No. Okay. You know what day? You know his third video will be? Day three, anal probe. Yeah. Well, uh, not me, it won't. Right. Number two. Airy footage captures paranormal activity inside World War II plane haunted by ghost of a female co-pilot. Tony Ferguson, 33, claims a poltergeist threw his camera across the cabin of the plane before the spirit appeared as a white angel's feather. A fitness coach claims to have captured paranormal activity on a camera. Tony Ferguson left, freaked out after he claims a poltergeist threw his camera across the cabin of the plane before the spirit appeared as a white angel's feather. Hmm. In the first of two spine-tingling videos, the 33-year-old asks whatever is haunting the former military seaplane to make itself known before a series of loud bangs echo through the empty cabin. When he asked for again for the entity to show itself, Tony's camera, which had also been experiencing interference, often associated with paranormal activity, was hurled to the ground. Personal uh, trainer Tony was so intrigued by his horror movie encounter in October 2017 that he returned to the short flying boat, the centrepiece at Southampton's Solent Sky Museum this month. Entering the airy aircraft again, Tony called out for this entity, but this time captured amazing footage of what looks like a white feather appearing out of nowhere and to float across the cabin before vanishing again. Mm. Tony of Southampton said, 
I first visited the museum at the end of last year. As soon as I went into the plane, I felt this pressure on my whole body, and I had this horrible feeling of dread. Was that your Southampton accent? Well, I don't know. <laughs> what does Southampton sound like? I don't. I'm just. I speak at my whatever. I started filming, and my camera kept going wacky. I had been filming filming earlier in the day without any problems, and it's been fine ever since. This uh, the kind of equipment interference is associated with paranormal activity and bad energy. No, it's not. But I had never seen anything like it before, only in horror films. I knew there was something in there, and I asked it to make itself known, and suddenly there was this loud banging. It really freaked me out. I asked it again, and my camera suddenly flew across the cabin onto the floor like something threw it. It really shocked me. It was frightening. I knew it must have been a poltergeist. Poltergeists are manifestations of bad energy, and they never actually appear. Well, that's a load of... Rubbish. Mm. But, yes. People have a thing about feathers and that, though, don't they? Mean, yeah. Mean yeah. It's a sign of a love why, why, why is it people say poltergeist are bad energy? Because they're not. Because <clears throat> you know, they, they blame everything. Anyway, I'm going to Number one. Right, some sad news this one. Uh, apparently, the Loch Ness Monster is no more. Oh, dear. It's been found dead on the shores of a Georgia beach. Okay. okay. So... Is Nessie dead in America? Mystery as sea creature resembling Loch Ness Monster washes up on Georgia Beach. Jeff Warren took the pictures and video of the mysterious sea creature while out boating with his son around Wolf Island National Wildlife Refuge on Friday. Warren told News for Jacks News for Jacks that at the first he thought the carcass was a dead seal and saw a heron pecking at it. But when he got closer, he saw that the dead creature more closely resembled the Loch Ness type thing. With its long neck and small head, the animal had also drawn comparisons to the prehistoric plesiosaur, an extinct species of large marine reptile. Dan Ash. I am. The Dan, Dan Ash, the director of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, told the outlet. That sometimes basking sharks can begin to resemble player sores when the body decomposes. Thanks for the check. Yeah. Check some the- <laughs> I'm going to put a picture of a player saw and a basking shark yeah, and just yeah, see. Yeah, put it on. So it's yeah. But, but, but this is an expert. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what it is. It's probably probably right, but... When the photos of the creature started going viral, social media users also pointed out that it looks like the mythical... Alamataha, the river monster who lurks in the Alamataha River, yeah, the west, west yeah, just w- just west of Wolf Island. Skeptics pushed the theory of the corpse to be fake, placed ahead of next week's April Fool's Day. More practical social media users also resembled it said it also resembled a frilled shark. DailyMail.com has reached out to several experts for their opinions on the mysterious sea creature identity, but are waiting to hear back. Skepsy skeptics do my head in. They start saying, it's an oaks, it's an oaks. No, it's just, it's just, it's an animal. Um, Obviously, it just looks like a fucking lot less nuts, but it's probably something else. But it's not fake. It doesn't have to be fake. It can just be something, it can just be mistaken identity, can't it? Fucking skeptics. But they can't rock the boat. Otherwise, they'll lose the houses and they won't get the paychecks.
Okay, so as usual, those videos and photographs of the basking shark. Yeah. I mean, the basking shark's a big old animal, isn't it? But yeah. I don't think it'll, it would look like that, but hey. Things look weird when they decompose, but... Of course they do. Depends I out how, how long it's been on there. Yeah. You know, no, if someone's... And moved and dragged and A whatever. decomposing seal or something like that, I could understand. Yeah. But anyway, the pictures will be up there for your... Strap and ...viewing pleasure. Yes. Uh, right, shall we listen to this phone call? And this is a guy... This is a 911 call of a guy who believes he saw something resembling a rake. Rake, wraith, whatever. So, something not very nice that was in front of his car. Is that mm, correct, please? Yeah. Um, Seems now, pretty what, genuine. What, very genuine, but you know, obviously, I can understand the fear and find something in the car. But wouldn't you put your foot down? Well, reverse, reverse, yeah, reverse yeah. it as in. But you know, someone's there menacing, and, and you, you feel yeah. life threatened. I guess I don't know though, because without, without seeing where he was, I mean, he could have been sat in his carport or something. Well, I don't know. I think it was. But outside. yeah, he could run over it, couldn't he? Yeah. Well, obviously, he was outside. He was in the car. Yeah, but then you'd feel bad if it was somebody in a Halloween costume, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, no. No. <laughs> well, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> Not if they're standing in front of me in the oh, middle of the night. Put no. Your foot down, no, I won't feel bad for that at all. Well, again, he tried to reverse and he. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and kills his grandma. And he, But what he does, he sits there and he rings the police. Which, again, I can see. Yeah, I wonder if they even turned up. I don't know. I doubt it. Well, they That's didn't it. turn up the other night, did they, when you put us in a ditch? Anyway, no, 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 moving no, on. Moving on, moving on. Moving from on, there. moving on. Um, we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. So let, let's uh, listen to this phone call. Yeah. 911, what's your emergency? I, I, I can't. I can't move. I can't move. I can't. I need help. Okay. Stay calm. Stay calm. Stay on the line. Can you describe your location? I I can see my car. I I, I can see. I, I just I can't. It's it's it's. I can't get past. I can't I can't get past it. Do you know what street you're on? I'm I'm my home. I'm I'm right. I'm. Where's I'm, home? Where do you live? I'm on I'm on Probasco Street. Probasco? Yes. I'm I'm on Probasco Street. I I can't. I, okay. It's, okay. It's right in front of me. And I can't. It, Help it, is it, on the way. It, Stay calm. It, it, what it, do you see? It, What's it, happening? It's, 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 right in, it's right in front of me. It, 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 Are you being attacked? No. It's, it's not attacking me. It's, 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 it's just... It's, 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 it's in front of my car. I don't know what it is. It, it's got... It, it, it's poor, it, it's got Stay the, calm. Help is on the way. I don't Get know if it's, it's, it's a, a dog or a cat or a, a something, a raccoon. I don't know what it is. It's just covered in... Okay, calm down. Calm down. Get some distance from it. Stay on I, I can't. Go. I Help can't. I can't. It's right, it's right in front of me, and I can't move. It's, it's got these. It's, it's, it's looking at me. It won't. It won't stop looking at me. I. I I've tried. I've been. Stay calm. I, I can't get past. Stay calm. I you can't. need to stay on the line. It's coming to you. It won't. It won't. It won't let me. What won't let you? This thing, it's got, it's, it's looking at me, it's got the body of what, what was this, it, it, I think it was a raccoon, and it, it, it's down. eating it, just, it, it, it threw down. the bones in front of me, and uh, I, I can't get, I can't move, it was bones, it, it's it, it, some kind of large animal? Yeah, it, 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 I don't know, it, it looks, it's sort of like, it should have been a person, but I don't know what it is anymore, and it's, eyes are like like they won't break away from me I can't help move. there soon please just Our send, send 
Send everyone. Send anything you've got. It's... Stay calm. Help is coming to you. They'll be I'm there sorry. shortly. No. I, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm, You'll be I'm, fine. You'll be I'm fine. Sorry. Help is coming I, I, to you. Hello? Hello? Okay, so... Ooh. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, and like I say, it sounds genuine to me. Yeah. These are um, proper, real, real 911 cults. Yeah, and people do. I mean, obviously, uh, there aren't many people talking about it, but generally, people who see these things don't go out and tell people about it. That's that's your problem with stuff yeah. like this. And again, if you believe the omen of death theory, if you see it, the people that see it are dead. So they can't tell you about it. People do see it from time to time. So... Mm. Beware, you know, be aware it is out there. Actually, uh, on that, I just want to say, yeah. um, be aware that if because we went to the zoo the other day, me and the kids, and uh, the parrot zoo, uh, and it's a zoo full of uh, parrots, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, but it actually so it's, it's got called the parrot yeah. zoo, I suppose. It's a bit of a coincidence, I know, yeah, but uh, it also has some tigers in there. Uh, I think it had 10 tigers, which is which is uh, interesting. Anyway, it's near Skegness if for those who want to take the kids out Sorry, for the day. Skeggy. Yeah. yeah, and you get to go in, the parrots come down, you feed them and all that sort of Interesting. Anyway, the point was that I went to the parrot zoo, and obviously, when you go to a zoo, and it, particularly for a, for a father, it's difficult to change your child because the the, the changing facilities is always inside the the women's toilet, yeah. which yeah. is a, which is fucking annoying, right? Yeah. Anyway, the point is, I saw I read this story the other day, which happened in China. Uh there was a couple, and she went to change her infant son's nappy or diaper. And uh, as she's doing that, a monkey, one of them little monkeys that you see on like Pirates of the Caribbean, and that, yeah. came running. They're just having run around in the zoo, don't they? And you can feed them and all that and jump on you and all that shit. Well, anyway, she was changing the nappy, and this came running over and snatched the, the little boy's testicles, uh, pulled them off, uh, run away. Anyway, the, the, the surgeons managed to save one of them. Uh, the other one was eaten by the monkey. <sighs> For its dinner, yeah. but um, so just a public service announcement: if you're thinking of taking your small children to the zoo, Keep just the door closed. Just be careful where you and the windows. Yeah, just be careful <laughs> where you uh, change your child. If, I, if that was my, if that was a parent, I'd go back and actually rip the monkey's head off. Yeah, well, you guess what they do though, isn't it, monkeys? It's a territorial thing, it is. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, again, you know, I, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, we don't recommend cruelty to animals. I don't think we've got that many <laughs> in this country. What monkeys? No, I mean. That, but um, <laughs> anyway, so that's that. Except for China. And then there was that there was that article I sent you the other day. There was uh, an article in the paper about that six-legged cow. Do you see it? Yes. I, I, yes, I did. It was a two-arsed, two-arsed six-legged cow. That's uh, got a lot of manure. Well, the, yeah, but the, 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 the farm was happy as Larry, though, because he said that he's never had more people on his farm, you know what I mean? His shop's doing wonderful, you know, because they're all coming to see, come and see the freak and, and buy some sausages. Yeah. I wonder if he stuck them on. <laughs> well, yeah, just stick it on. Stick some legs on there. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, about two asses. That, that, that's a bit of a challenge. That's so put two asses on. Isn't there's it, a yeah. fucking. There's a farm down the road now with a pig with fucking pig with ten ear rolls, <laughs> ten ear rolls, and six tails. And buy our sausages. People are paid to see me now. People do. But the Absolutely. people used to pay to see freak shows. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, anyway, getting back to the rake. Rafe. 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 Same, same creature. Same if you are unfortunate to come across one, because like I say, people do run across them. Of course. We need to know how to kill one. Or can it be killed? No. In your... uh, we can... Well, I mean, we can't. Well, I, I, it can go into the folklore um, of, of it, but... But uh, maybe keep it away from us, so it doesn't affect us. Mm. Keep it away from us. Um, it's positive thinking. Well, it's actually uh, intent. Hey, just let me open this can. 
Yeah, he's drinking again. Well, kind of fox. So I'm, I'm having one as well. So, um, again, these creatures only coming out. This is why I try to reinforce all the time. Keep away from Ouija boards. Keep away because you just don't know what you're messing with, and that you can open a door and they can jump on you. Well, the dude. Then you've then you've got problems. They feed on negative energy, so I guess they, they have to. They I can't feed on anything else. Exactly. So the principal way of uh, ridding yourself of one of these is to think is, is to think positive. Yeah, have, have a great. Yeah. Like you are a which, shine. They which, can't. They it blinds them. They can't come near you. It blinds them. They don't come anywhere near you. Which is this easier, why they hide uh, in the shadows or in the doorways hmm. in the dark. But the, you, I mean, you found quite <coughs> a lot of counts where these things were turning up in like mental mental institutes and. Well, absolutely. Well, what, this is what I'm saying. They feed off that. Yeah. You know, when someone goes a bit. You know, non-compass mentors, they feed off the energy because the person's not, you know, in, in the right frame of mind. Yeah, These so dark thoughts, killing people. This is why they, that's where they hang out. Mm. They hang out them places. So if you can, if you can, I mean, it's easier said than done, but if you can think positive, that can sort of yes have a bearing on it. Also, um, just like, you know, when people say dogs smell fear and stuff like that, but... Yeah, I mean that's not even vaguely similar, but I don't know. But anyway, the point that's that. So that's that one way do it. You can just think positive, which is very difficult if you're staring at one of these creatures because they are ugly motherfuckers, aren't they? Some Absolutely creepy, creepy, uh, creepy. You know, what you need to do if you're, if you're going to go to a, a ghost hunt or a place, a house, and you don't feel you usually know when you get to the house or the location, you feel you don't feel right, do you? Mm. Feel something in the house, you feel right. But take yourself there and then before you, before you even go in the house. I I don't. Have a, well, no, I know you. Don't. I've never had that feeling. That's the that's the, the problem, isn't maybe, it? Maybe maybe one day we went on a ghost hunt even night, didn't we? But um, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. So yeah, of course. Going back to the folklore of how to because, like I say, people need to know. I mean, someone could be right, could be seeing one right now. Yeah. And we're we're going on about this. We need to tell them. We need to tell them. So let me tell you. Number one way to get rid of a rave is if you see it before midnight, just keep running, keep running. As soon as that clocked. It's like, it's like uh, Cinderella. As soon as that yeah, clock yeah. strikes midnight, yeah. the wraith turns back to a pumpkin. Does it? No, that's that's made up. But it does it does vanish. So there's that way, or obviously the easiest way, most practical way, and the way I would choose to deal with the thing is to cut its head off. Mm. Remove the head, kill the beast. What if it's a discount? And that means it's not physical. I just keep, cut its head off. Just keep running. Well, the, problem, the, problem, nah, nah, nah. the problem with running until midnight... Is if you see the thing at like two in the morning, you got you got yeah, you, know, yeah. you got a long comes back to your house in yeah, your bedroom. You got a long way to run, aren't you? but uh, uh, I don't know how that works. But that, that's you. That's your three main ways. Then think positive, cut it said off, or run till midnight. And if all else fails, <laughs> we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> well, my 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 take on that is protect yourself. Just have intent. You know, ask for your guides to come in, ask them to remove it, and they, they will. But you have to ask. It's intent. You, do, you know, they can't do anything until you ask for help. Yeah. Basically. So if you see something you don't like, then or if I go to a location or a house, uh, I ask my guys to be with me all the time, and then I'll ask for a white light to, to uh, encircle my aura, and that's it. Like, and I and I usually then go really really hot because I know it's worked. I go into a place and I feel okay. You know, what but, what would be the point in in that? Because they can't touch you. They yeah, will, if, they will if, not come near you. Like. If you go into a, a ghost, hunt, I want to be touched. But I don't. I want something thrown at me. Oh, you, you, maybe you can still. I mean, ideally, that, I'd, well, I'd rather have something thrown at you. Nah, I don't know. Yeah, well, of course you would. Yeah. yeah. You don't like me. That's <laughs> it. But what I'm saying is, right, I'd like to go in and see Spirit Custody. I'd love to, but I don't want anything negative or anything nasty coming near me. Mm. So it stays its ground, it stays away. 
I can see other spirits and talk to other spirits or whatever, but not yeah, but the what negative if you, ones. What if you go to a ghost hunt then and the friendly ghosts aren't there? What's the point? Well, then they're not there, they're not there. I don't want yeah. to be so there's nothing associated there. with negative ghosts. And I, yeah, anyway, anyway we, went on a ghost, on. we went on a ghost hunt the other night, didn't we? Yes, and, we did. Uh, we was there. <laughs> what was it there from nine till half one? Half one o'clock. Yeah, and uh, basically, we got a couple of little what you might term as orbs. I, I was really disappointed I term because as dust. we was we was both thinking that we'd go to the control tower, we'd go to the hangars and check mm. them all out. Mm. No, it was just in one building, which was very disappointing to us. And then we was there. I got a couple of bits in the theatre, uh, and then we well. Kind of got kicked out from there, yeah. uh, down to the basement, didn't we? Yes. Uh, we did a bit of filming down the basement, and then we did a bit of filming a couple of rooms. But basically, it was... Uh, we it put was some quiet. of the footage on, on the Hangout. I mean, yeah, I've got, I've got, we've got some more footage to put out. Yeah, when we was down in the before. cellar, there was a couple of there was a couple of knocks, weren't there? Little yeah. taps, yeah. Uh, some shuffling of feet. There was a cough at one point. Yes. Uh, you'll actually hear that. You cannot, I mean, you're talking at the time that cough happens, but mm. if people, you'll hear me say, was that a cough? And if you just go back a little bit and listen, you can just, as you're talking, you can hear it. It's very faint because it was, it was down at the bottom of the tunnel, I yeah. think. Um, but well, I said to you, as I went down the tunnel, I, 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 I sent a spirit behind the door and I got a name, Kenneth, Kenneth Graham or Graham Kenneth, one of them anyway, but it was behind the door, a male, it was a definitely a male spirit, but, uh, Again, we didn't. Uh, we did a recording, didn't we? But yeah. we didn't get anything, um, any noise on the on the recording. We, nothing was said. So, but hopefully, we're gonna. I'm gonna edit the video camera today, and then uh, stick the rest on hangout. So, hopefully, we're gonna get some but, good yeah. stuff we haven't seen yet. But essentially, uh, quiet. Was, yeah, I was hoping for more. Like I say, when we booked on to go to this RAF place, we thought we'd go. We'd go visit the. A hangar or that's, the that's control all, tower. That's why I booked it for. Yeah, for the control tower because that's the. Apparently, the most haunted place in the area it was mm. the control tower. We got we got to go to a theatre, a basement, and the sleeping quarters. Pretty that's much, it. and the sleeping quarters to me was non-existent. No, I mean, it was nothing there. Mate. No, we didn't. We didn't really. Nah, I'd give no. it. I give it one out of ten. Uh, well, I'll give it a two, and then I'm pushing yeah. it there, mate. Yeah. To be honest. So, no oh. ghost this time, but. Hey, you know, as as not, but I, I'm not going back there. I'm not going to, uh, on these ghost hunts anymore. Well, I mean, me and Lee will still go to places and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, on these bought ghost hunts, uh, because, you know, I just got the... Int- I think there was no energy there. The people was with, they just treated it like a parlour game. It was like a game. It's not a game. Mm. It's very important, you know, every, you know, to people to, you know... I mean, they bought these boards, didn't they? And Ouija boards. And I kept well over. I told, I put my hand up and said, I'm not going I'm anywhere. scared of them, yeah. Not scared of them, no. Yeah. But I know what they can do, and yeah. I'm not. I'm not doing it. So, I, well, I just don't believe in it. Well, I mean, you sat at the table, didn't you? Yeah. Was, was a table wrapping with you? Was that kind of Ta- not not once for yes and two for no? Was I doing that? Um, you didn't seem interested anyway. No. Like, by the way, yeah, I, there was I a couple video camera. couple of taps. Um, yeah, that could have been them. But again, you know, this is the problem I've got when ghosts don't need you to be touching a table for them to. Uh, you know, for it to work. When we got to the theatre, we uh, we all sat there, didn't we, in chairs. There was about one, when would you say, 30 of us? Yeah. No, about, no, about 20, 25. Yeah. So, 25 no, tops. Yeah. So, yeah, so we all sat in a circle in the theatre and uh, obviously the lights went out and then they said, uh, you know, take take the people next to you, take their hands. So we're it's all sat there in a circle. all holding hands. Again, it's a, a magical ritual act. Mm. And obviously it was pitch black, so 
when we started taking hands, I shouted out. There was a woman sat next to me, wasn't there? And I said, <laughs> shouted out, that's not my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and she went, oh, we've got a right sort here to yeah. Get rid of these two, yeah. the yeah. troublemakers. Shortly after that, we was... Stuff uh, down the, babes- <laughs> we, the basement. We was kicked off to the basement. But, I, uh, I was told off for... Uh, I had my video camera on the, on the uh, tripod. Mm. And I was setting it all up. And because it was too bright, it was all complaining. I said, oh, they chucked us down the basement, didn't they? Yeah. Again, you see... They went to their table wrap or Ouija boards, and they was just, they just not once for yes. It's so boring. Mm. It's outdated. It's, I'm just it's rubbish. It's, it's it's the energy was no there because it wasn't. They did. They just want their. They want to go there for the thrill or the laugh. Yeah, or yeah. Whatever. I'm really not boring. in favour of this. I'm not all this uh, electronic bullshit as well. No, I'm not. You no. know this gadget for this and this gadget no. for that. No, no, no. We had some gadgets. They gave us some gadgets. What what did we pick up, Lee? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. No. Nothing, so, man. Anyway, that's been Brook, so that's yeah. done. Done. Yeah, we've got a couple of little places to go, haven't we? Hopefully yes. soon. So, yes, we're obviously, going to go. we're still going to York on the 22nd of April. Anybody of April. who's around the area, please come and join us for a drink and say a, hello to us, have a chat. We've had a couple of willing victims to come. I mean, I mean a couple of willing members to come out with us on the uh, yeah. 22nd, 23rd. So, yeah. So. so, looking forward to that. Well, I think Lee said he's going to pay some bar, bar bills. So, yeah. <laughs> It's time for the joke. Oh, right, yeah, but just before we go there, um, we did a little poll on a hangout, didn't we? Who should do the next joke? Well, I've already done it. And, right, uh, and I think it's fixed, by the way, well, because I've got, I've, got, I've got more votes for Lee for his last joke than I did for mine, so I think yeah. it's been fixed. Well, I thought so it was a bit, more than bit of a conspiracy, but unfortunately, yeah. I won the poll, so I have yeah, to... Yeah, well, it's fixed, mate. I have to deliver a joke. Now, some people will have seen this joke, so it was passing around Facebook, so... But, here goes. So, Mick goes round to Paddy's house, okay? Right. And, unfortunately, Paddy has broken his leg. So, Mick says, is there anything I could do for you, mate? And uh, Paddy says, you know what? I'd really like... He says, my slippers... Are, I've left my slippers upstairs. Okay, so Mick says, oh, I'll go get him. He says, no problem. So he goes up the stairs. Anyway, he ventures up the stairs and he, t- he turns around to Paddy's bedroom. And out the corner of his eye, he sees Pad- uh, Paddy's two young daughters, 19-year-old daughters, that are laid on the bed, start bought naked. So... Yeah, so he looks in the bedroom door and he says, hello, ladies. He says, your, your dad sent me up here to fuck you both. And they said, no chance. He wouldn't do that. He says, honestly, yes. He says, anyway, they said, no, you'll have to prove it. Like, So he says, okay. So he shouts down to shouts down to Paddy. Do you just want one of them or, or both of them? He says, Paddy shouts back up. There's no point just fucking one of them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. That's the joke. So it'll be and, and uh, well, his turn next week. Yeah, it's not. I'm not doing no more. Last pub was fixed. And no more nun jokes. No more nun jokes. Well, I'll give a priest joke if you want. Uh, we'll see. You'll see. Never say never. That's what I say. Correct. So, but that being said, we will see you next week. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Please leave feedback where possible. Yes, please. We are easily accessible on Facebook or the email address. Please visit the website. Yep. I've redone that. Looks a little bit better. Maybe give us feedback. Let us know. If you've got any ideas for features on the website, that's what I'm looking into next. Yeah. Uh, I want to make the website a little bit more interesting. So, if you've got any ideas for features, please let me know. Uh, you can let me know on Facebook or dbtopodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can do that via the website, obviously, if you're on the website looking at it. But until next week, be careful out there. Yeah. Bye now. Well, they've gone. No, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. 
I'll be back. 